Hello and welcome back to Gamers Plurals coverage of E3. Uh, I'm Matthew Howitt. I'm Melvin Rodriguez. And I'm Andrew Highland. In this video, we are talking about the Ubisoft conference. What a long conference it was, wasn't it? Yes, so My two butt. hours of Ubisoft. Very long. Very, uh, very long. And yeah, I thought even, they even started earlier, too. They did. The yeah, they yeah. started on time for once. Yeah. So they started off Not that with, they had that much more to show than the other conferences, <laughs> but it was uh, very drawn out. It was drawn out, yes. So at the beginning, there was a weird animal sh- uh, dancing thingy going on. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. You're going to have to it watch it. It just kind of happened. Yeah. And uh, that turned out to they're just getting that Just Dance right out of the way. Yeah. They also announced they're, they're going to have like a streaming... Just Dance uh, on, on just Demand. Dancing on Demand. Dance on Demand. Which is like, okay. I mean, Sounds if Just Dance has the audience, good for them. It's yeah. not the game for me. Then so, they, show, they actually started off the conference with Ghost Recon <laughs> Wildlands. The game that ended up last year's conference. And yep. they showed actual gameplay. At the, well, they showed a cinematic trailer at the beginning showing what the premise was yeah there's like a drug cartel a mexican drug cartel i thought that was at the end no i thought it was at the the beginning beginning. either way they were showing a a drug cartel that basically took over bolivia and took over the production of cocaine the largest production of cocaine Mm -hmm. and you and your group of friends are trying to kill melvin not not kill (laughs) so i I just tried to overthrow this powerful cartel So they show an actual gameplay mission, you and a few friends. Yep. Uh, with like that is not me. <laughs> some some classic Ubisoft yeah. uh, S- a scripted, scripted dialogue. Scripted dialogue. So yes. the scripted dialogue is super painful, more painful than their usual scripted dialogue. Yeah, it's just but, that uh, nobody talks. They like got that really they into together. the role playing on yeah. this one. Uh, but the gameplay that we did see was pretty cool. Uh, I thought it was kind of intriguing. Yeah. Um, the open world really does con- seem to contribute to. A sort of a different way to playing, where one person is a sniper, one person is going in for the extraction, one person is using the vehicle. So one person is just distra- uh, using that distraction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I I like that they were showing that you can have different roles in the same game because, okay, you have there. There's a new game, a uh, game that we can compare it to, which is the Division, which is technically a game that you can play with your friends, do quests and missions and stuff like that as well. But in the Division, do you all technically have? the same role like there's not like uh, a clear one that oh you have to be the sniper you have to be this you can all do the same thing this reminded me more of the one they did for uh what was it rainbow six siege, oh, rainbow six siege. that yeah. had like specific yeah. roles and whatnot yeah so in this one they showed uh there, it, it was basically an extract extraction mission where they had to like uh grab one of the targets and yeah. the target actually escaped and they show you also how you can in- use the different vehicles yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah they chase them down yeah and ended up ca- uh, catching me at the end, mm-hmm. but it's it, it was just interesting because there were people who were focused on catching him, while there were people trying to uh, fight the backup that yeah. the extraction person was calling and stuff. Yeah, so it it looks like an interesting kind of gameplay. It looks uh, like an interesting interesting world as well, but uh, it will. I think this game will depend mostly on playing with friends yeah which is one of the down things that i have on the division is that i tried it by myself because i got into way later than friends did so technically i didn't enjoy it as much so we'll see if this has the same effect or not yeah we'll see um this comes up pretty soon doesn't it it comes out december 6th no march 7th 2017 right that was the march one i was yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right and then we saw uh a weird trailer which seemed like 
it was leading up to kind of a typical Ubisoft game. It, it yeah. looked very much like the Division. It yeah. was like Division DLC, and then yeah. it turned into South, South Park. Park. Uh, the the fractured, fractured Butthole. Yes. So that was the South Park game that we saw last E3. Yeah. But this one, we actually get to see a little bit more of the gameplay aspect. And the dialogue. It. Yeah. It was, it's, this one was a interesting way of presenting it. It was more like a talk show at the beginning. And then yeah, show, like, and then they had clips here clips and there. Here and there. So I thought that was fine, especially for that one. But then mm-hmm. they kept with the talk show thing later on mm-hmm. in the show. And that re- some of that really... Was, mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Dragged on. <laughs> If you if you watch your live boring. stream of it, I, there was one joke that I was like, "Oh no, please don't, don't, don't." Well, I left the table. If you're talking. I think that I think that was actually here the Jesus one. Yeah, the Jesus. That one. was in that South was, Park. Yeah, the South Park one. Oh man. Either- so I think the one thing that struck me most about this game mm-hmm. is it actually seems like they came up with quite an interesting combat system where you're yes. moving around an environment and you can use like that environment to your advantage. Mm-hmm. But it's still a turn-based RPG. Yeah, and it also like because of the whole superhero premise thingy, like everybody has their own abilities, which I yeah. like. Mm-hmm. That you can uh, different characters have their own unique styles, and I like one of the things that it jumped out to me the most was the dialogue. Just, I thought it was funny, especially when like he's telling your your backstory, yeah. and you don't leave the room, and he's like, he's uh, like and he left the room, and then you just, just like, don't. Don't. He's like, and then he come on, us? just 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 get out the door, please. That's some Stanley Parable shit. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> so that was fun, and and the reference to the Marvel and DC. Yeah, idea. that was really good. The reason that this whole conflict between them started it was because they were trying to come up with like phases for their like movie movies and superhero franchises and, and everybody were... wanted to have their own movie yeah but they couldn't <laughs> so it, no i don't know it's it's it, a game that makes fun of the superhero yeah. like like the current superhero like kind of stagnation yeah, exactly and it was pretty cool i thought it was pretty funny mm-hmm. one of the really cool things that they do is you get the previous south park game uh-huh. when you buy this one that's a great a great way to move it, yeah expect yeah I didn't play the last one, so once, once I'm I get really this excited. One, you get, to yeah. I was just waiting for a sale, and mm-hmm. now it. Well, know. technically, this is a sale. You half get it price. for free if you. It's half buy, price. Yeah, half price. Uh, this is the game that's coming out December six. Yeah. All right. So pretty late in the holiday season. Which makes sense for South Park. Yeah. Because it's snowy. And last year, <laughs> uh, Rainbow Six Siege was the game that came out around this time. And then they jumped into the division, which was kind of more of the same. Yeah, they did it, it mention was. a uh, there was like in addition to the underground stuff, which they talked about mm-hmm. earlier. There was a survival thing, which they didn't go into a lot of detail to, but actually, it was really hard to understand what it was. At yeah. All. yeah, well, because it's most mostly a cinematic trailer, yeah. and it was him like uh, scavenging a few. It seemed supplies. like scavenging for supplies was a big deal because yeah. that's what they were doing at the start before they got into a fight yeah. and, and well, kind of ended and the expansion name called survival you kind of get the yeah. sense of it yeah. just from the name so so we'll see what that is yeah and then people put on their vr headsets and took on to the skies with eagle flight yeah so we saw I, I, I thought this was kind of just like a tech demo thing but mm-hmm. it seems like they're trying to make an actual game out of it oh yeah, yeah. because even paul Mayer lucky the guy the oculus rift founder was one of uh, showed up and yeah. started playing with them so this what they showed was a three-on-three capture the flag game yeah. but what did you what did you think about it i am um, nah. okay. i mean it was because i'm gonna be game. we're gonna be showing this as we talk about it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems it seems like something i'd like to try uh, but not necessarily something I'd want to buy. Buy. Mm-hmm. And you, Melvin? No. Depending on the price, I well, guess. Well, it depends on the price. I think it's an interesting gimmick just to try out VR for the first time. But uh, yeah, that's what it, it seems like more like a gimmick than a game to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Which and is that that that's that ever easy trap to fall into with yeah. VR. That's what I said. Like uh, VR is just starting off and it's trying new things, which I like. And but I wanna I'm gonna wait until one of those things sticks and yep. you actually get a full on experience out yep. of it. So and they had another up, VR thing. Yeah, another VR thing, which was uh, Star Trek. Yeah, so, the VR game. so this one was, I thought was really cool just because mm-hmm. it was like an interactive thing, but also it's a big deal with Star Trek and working mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. yeah, it's not the prettiest. No, not really. Um, I don't I know think how we feel about that. If I was more in the Star Trek, this probably would have meant more to me. I do like the idea of like a ship where you had to communicate with other people to control to, it. to control it. The yeah. helm, the captain, the bridge. But the uh, yeah, this specific thing. I don't know. The trailer itself didn't do much for me. Once, kind of like the ego thing, it seems like something I think would be neat to try with friends, yeah. but yeah, not necessarily something that really yeah. captured me. And then there was a slow interview, but we don't have to talk about no, that. No, we don't have yeah. to talk about that one. They had the the head the visor guy from Star Trek, so yeah. Yeah, at least it was much. relevant. <laughs> yeah, for me, the Star Trek game was the was interesting to see, but also not something that appealed to me in yeah. certain ways, just because I'm not a fan of just like sitting down and like, click a bunch uh, a panel. But anyway. Moving on, we have For Honor. The guy with the cane showed up yep. again, Yay. which is an awesome presenter. And then we got to we, we found out about the campaign. Yeah, the single player well, and kind for, of the kind of the general story. Yeah, so the, the story premise, yeah. behind how uh, we get knights, samurais, and Vikings all together in one place. It was like an apocalypse. There's this huge, like weird, earthquake. crazy earthquake that yeah. throws them all <laughs> together. together. Which seems like a, just a and thing. then there's a thousand years of war. Of war, yeah. It just yeah. seems something to just. Put them all together at the, yeah. an excuse to like make sure that you and I'm, fine that. I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm fine with that. I am too. I'm, I'm fine with that because too. this game is it, it's kind of like Battlefield in that it's going to be really multiplayer centric. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's good. That, you know, I mean, everybody. But should it, have it's a campaign, focusing largely. on the gameplay aspect, not the story. Like exactly. the story itself is just a, an excuse to yeah. see itself. And I'm okay with that. Um, no new factions. Yeah. Per se. So um, there we is did a, find a, out. a story faction. Yeah, so there is a fourth group that is kind of perpetrating group. this war between the three factions. Mm-hmm. For some reason. For the purposes of being a villain that everyone can fight. Yeah. yeah. Once again, I think it's something you're not supposed to think too hard exactly. about. Exactly, it's just something to kind of tie in the game together yes, somehow. and that was my prediction. It didn't really happen like I was expecting, but, but I'll it take did. it. There yeah. is a fourth faction a fourth at fact- play in this game, and we did see the, the single player. Single player. So we uh, saw it from the perspective of the Vikings yeah. attacking the samurai. Did this get you more excited? Did it change your opinion of the game at all? Uh, it's, it's an interesting mechanic. Yeah, I think the single player would teach you how to play. So yeah. I, that's how I see this. Because we saw the Viking get in, infiltrating the samurai camp and doing all that stuff. But it was, it was interesting because you're going to see bots and you're going to fight like M- M- NPCs. Mm-hmm. I think I feel it's gonna be more like a, as a training aspect, so yeah. you can do the multiplayer better, which many campaigns I mean. seem to be. But that that's the way I took it. Yeah. If I had one issue with uh, the campaign gameplay from what they showed, it did seem very linear, like kind yeah. of you had mm. to go this, go to this place, climb this wall, mm. hit mm. this switch, fight this boss. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't- which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but depending on how it's handled, it can make these types of games feel very like boring formulaic and yeah, yeah just like going point a to point b like checking off a checklist type thing yeah at yeah. this point we, we are yet to see whether this campaign was just thrown in together yeah. because of the complaints or whether it was actually something thrown out from the start we'll so see we'll see when the games actually comes out and then they showed up an indie game which we thought was going to be part of the ub arts which may, maybe it is is the grow grow up which, so it's the sequel to grow home yes it's the same and robot thingy that is called Bud. Yeah. yeah, it's called Bud. It was super brief. Mm-hmm. 
which is good because there didn't seem to be a lot to show. No, yeah, no. Um, but it was mentioned. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say. Yeah, about this was it the this was the fastest. <laughs> yeah, the of fastest the one. Ubisoft games that they went through yeah. about a minute. I didn't have much to say about it, so I don't know if you yeah. guys want to talk no, more. No, no, You're good? no, no. Okay, moving on to what, an introduction that was kind of really weird. These the, guys seem like douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're trying to pull like that 80s thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we had two guys come in and they're like pink tiger suits what and like ruffling yeah. people. I don't want to show that. Hair and they yeah. were. They were kind of weird. And it was weird. And no one, no one looked too impressed. And so it was, it was cringeworthy. It, yeah, it was cringeworthy, which, I mean, that's Ubisoft. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty normal. But uh, it was Trials Fusion uh, Blood Dragon. Yes. Which is kind of interesting that they're taking the 80s like aspect of a video game, yeah. which they did with Blood Dragon, and bringing it over to Trials Fusion. Yeah. Um, which cool. Is a, it has some interesting uh, aspects of it. They get, the trailer did seem a bit confusing just because yeah. of the different Oh, yeah, that but we just didn't you. know what we were looking at. Exactly. Um, I at, think if you look at it like afterwards, it, it kind of makes more sense. At the same yeah. time, I feel like they basically pulled this exact same thing last year. They had that trials game with like the fire breathing unicorn thing mm. with the cat oh, yeah, riding yeah, on it yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So, so they, they, like, they already watch. had like their super crazy random trials thing, and yeah. it kind of seems like they just pulled that again, exact yeah, same no, thing again. No, it, yeah. seems, it seems like that. But at least before that, we knew it was trials fusion, and this one is like. We were confused about what we were looking at. Yeah, it was weird. Day. We did not know what it was last time. The, well, the, with the unicorn, at least. Oh, okay, okay. So, moving on to the Assassin's Creed aspect of the uh, conference. So, it wasn't is... any game or anything. There was just some guy talking about the movie. The uh, producer. Yeah. Apparently, he's very good but with movies. But this, from a presentation aspect, was pretty boring. And, he, and, and he it seemed kind of out of place. Like, I still don't like showing movies during uh yeah i mean i understand why ubisoft wants it to be there and they're like hey this is our property we got to show it to gamers but it was but it went on super long too like you look back at the ratchet and clank thing i didn't like that much either but at least it was quick quick. yeah this just went on and on and well because they were interviewing the the director and they were talking it was more like an interview rather than like a conference which i've already mentioned i mean the couch thing led to some weird stuff yeah again meh meh moving on then they actually so the screen got hacked and that sec appeared on the yeah. screen, and it was Watch Dogs 2 coming up. So, so yeah, we what you guys Andrew predicted they would show the Assassin's Creed movie, Oh, yes. So that was yeah. a point to him. And he also predicted Watch Dogs 2, so that was another point because to him. Because that was his general prediction. So technically, he got a perfect score. So Andrew score got the first Ubisoft. perfect score for a conference. For the record, I made up all my predictions on the spot at this <laughs> table. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on to Watch Dogs 2, we so, actually got to so, see all the new gameplay and, yeah. and yeah. drones so they went through a mission what did you f- what did you come away from that after seeing it like how did you feel about it did it look cool did it look boring okay. I mean you've never played it before so that's this unique this looks more appealing to me than the last game they I'll wise. give it that uh, it seems more colorful it seems like it's having more fun with itself mm. Mm. and yeah, just true. the like more kind of lackadaisical la- yeah lax attitude as opposed to the other one seemed very kind of like Jason Bourne. Yeah. yeah, so it, it, it explain what you the, you said the difference between the first one and the second one. The first one was more like Jason Bourne. The story was m- yeah. mostly based on a character that despite being what, what based revenge on revenge and was, was very serious. Very, not, without actual personality. Yeah. But this one is more... This one is the same world, same uh, is a tie-in, but it's a group of friends that are going about it mm-hmm. um, and they're hackers and they all have their very unique personalities and they're a lot more uh, flaunting of their personalities Yes, um, as like super goths or... or and, yeah. A little over the top, but yeah. I mean, that really um, contributes to the tone uh, and yeah. character development, yeah. which is kind of interesting and I think that also goes heart in hand or hand-in-hand hand with uh, it being in San Francisco. Yeah, and it also, it, it just 
kind of fits more with the tone, the overall tone of the game. It, well, it, it, they, they redid the tone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like the new drones things that yep. you can use. There's I thought one that, was that cool. you can scout. The other one is like one that can fly, one that can drive. Yeah, they can drive and hack different things yeah. at the same time. Um, I didn't from because as a, as someone who played this before, I mm-hmm. didn't see a lot of stuff that you could really hack that was new. more interesting or, or innovated new. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some drive-by stuff like you could hack a truck that's driving by. Yeah. Um, eh, but still, some, there was nothing that really so, seemed to add to it. As far as new stuff, at least from what I understand, it mostly seemed to be gadgets. Like the drones you already mentioned, yeah. and then there was the one thing where he threw the little oh, ball yes, and it yes. stunned the guard. It stunned the guys. Yeah, it, it seems like gadgets are the main, like mo- the main yeah. difference between the games because the actual hacking it was only like the car, and there was an, uh, one more other thing that I forgot what it was. But there were only two new hacking abilities that I saw. Yeah, on the trailer. Um, yeah, but I think it really does focus on the gameplay and like moving with like the character and how he uses weapons or wants to taste someone. Yeah. Um, and, and just running around and sort of like the parkour. Yeah. So the gameplay I did think was relatively strong with the last one. The driving wasn't, and that was a, a big deal. So hopefully they fix that. And if they do, they have a, a strong game to show. Yeah, exactly. And, and to play. So I look forward to seeing that. I mean, I'll probably get it for Christmas. Yeah, well, this is the game uh, coming in November. So this is the, like their flagship that is going to replace Assassin's Creed for this year since Assassin's Creed is not coming out. And so. that's why they have new IPs. Exactly. Yeah, for the mainstream. Yeah. Actions and then and then the last thing they actually uh, the, there was a new IP. The CEO came on to, uh, to the stage and announced Steep, which is uh, their new IP. Yeah, so Melvin, you like this? I I kind of liked it. It's I, basically, I, I mean, it's an not a open game for world kind of like mountain exploring, not exploring, not exploring, like stream sport, extreme sports, so like skiing, extreme snowboarding, yeah. yeah, yeah, paragliding. So at face value, I thought this was kind of weird, but then when I rethought about it in a different in a different light, it's just like extreme snowboarding, but more interesting, yeah. adding wingsuits, yeah. paragliding, like this skiing. seems like kind of the natural evolution of the SSX type, yeah, games. and, and game, being yeah. less like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and because it. I didn't think that was super no. open to the general public, and this really opens it up, but also really adds like those modern tools, like creating a path or, or filming like crazy stunts, yeah, yeah. and for, making it look really hilarious. For like for Tony Hawk, for me, it felt more like an arcade kind of thing because I, mm-hmm. when I played Tony Hawk, I played the mode where you color the areas that you did the most points on, mm. and this one is more hardcore, like a strip for people that really like stream sports. They like filming uh, cool stunts in the air. Yeah. Because the path tracing tune was kind of cool. As you go along the mountain, that you uh, a path is drawn out for you, and you can go back and see where you messed up or where you want, or where you yeah, did yeah. something cool and record it and share yep. it with your friends and stuff. So with with a lot with these games, like uh, with a lot of games that I find where it's a very particular mechanic, like racing, for instance. Yeah, they have a lot of time or resources to focus on making it look really mm-hmm. good, making the physics work, making the snow yes. work. Um, I think I th- so. I definitely saw that here. Yeah, I really, really want VR in this because it's extreme sports, and I think that would like really suck me in. Yeah, it looks like a first person too. Like, yeah. I, th- I think you can change the views, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And we should person, we'd be remiss person. to uh, not mention that it is open world. Yeah, yeah, it is. Open so world. you know what this actually does remind me more of thinking about it more that uh, Forza game we saw yeah, earlier. The Forza Horizon. I was uh, that when he when you mentioned Forza, I was like, yeah, this is the Forza Horizon game of stream sports. Um, uh. Yeah, uh, 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 sort of. But uh, so you liked it? Uh, I I think it was okay. Matt, how did you? What did you come away with this? Uh, I think it looks nice. I don't think it looks 
like but, my type of game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, not a game for everybody. If it was VR, I n- no question, I'd buy it. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, I have other things to play. Yeah. Um, that's the last game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what to wh- of the games that we've talked about? Are, what are, was the highlight? What was the highlight for you? I for me, what, what are you coming? Okay, uh, fractured butthole. The fractured right, butthole. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the uh, the dialogue itself, it was really funny. I thought the way it was presented, even though the talk show kind of part was not well. It was but, meh, but that talk show worked the best there. Yeah, exactly. And the gameplay aspects it seems it seemed interesting, an interesting story too, something to make fun of yeah. uh, the current superhero trends. Trends. Yeah, so. Matt. Uh, for me, I think it was still For Honor. That's still the one game in this lineup that I'm really looking forward to. None of the others have really sold me to the point where it's like I'm going to buy this. I mean, there's a few I have like some interest in, yeah. but that was the only one that's still kind of like at the top yeah. for me. I am very much like the uh, re- regular consumer in that For Honor was it was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm actually really excited to play Ghost Recon Wildlands with Wildlands? friends mm-hmm. because I do have uh, a few friends that. That is a thing that I can do. Usually two or three team. Yeah, good. We have different ones for once. Yeah. Yeah. As well as I am like I I am looking forward to getting back into Watch Dogs because I did enjoy my time in it. Mm, That was yeah. I I remember that was the time that I got appendicitis and I just played it for a week at the platinum and it was an enjoyable time, (laughs) but also uh, it, it had its own flaws. You were sick of it after. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so what was the overall impressions of the conference? Well, let's just briefly go through the predictions, the sure. ones that we didn't already go over. So my other prediction that I didn't get was I thought there would be some unreleased Assassin's Creed game shown. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Melvin, my, your two th- predictions One were... of them was actually wrong from uh, before the conference started yeah. because I said Aiden Pierce was going to be the protagonist of Watch Dogs 2. And then they that talked about Watch Dogs 2 before the, the thing. Yeah, and that didn't happen. And now it's this guy. Yeah, and my other prediction was that For Honor was going to have an open beta during E3 so everybody could try it before it gets released. It's too bad. It didn't happen. Yeah. So Andrew was the winner of Ubisoft. Yeah, exactly. He's the king of Ubisoft. Overall impressions on Ubisoft? Uh, I think it was too long. Absolutely. For for the amount of content that they actually showed, like just reading it here, I think it could. It have wasn't as con- much as what yeah. Microsoft showed. Yeah, it could have been condensed. Yeah, it could have been condensed. I agree. Really long winded. Uh, there were definitely some parts where I lost interest. Yes, um, <laughs> and I'm glad <laughs> that we are from at home. Stream. I did. I had other yes. things to do. Um, I also want to note that I'm disappointed that we didn't see the UB Arts oh, uh, studio yeah, who do uh, Valiant Hearts and Child mm-hmm. of Light because I really would like to see a super s- creative passion project like that again out of Ubisoft. Yeah, I think those are really cool. Uh, yeah, like you guys said, very uh, overly long, lots of downtime where not much is happening, few kind of cringeworthy moments. And overall, as far as the new stuff they showed, it didn't seem like there was that much and none of what it was really captured my interest. It seems like Steep was kind of the big one mm-hmm. which, and it just kind of wasn't my type of game. Exactly. So I walk away with, I'm still interested in like the games I was interested in, Before. For Honor, and there wasn't much else added to that yeah for me. You, you just saw basically new footage of what you so, yeah. were interested in kind of kind of boring uh i didn't have really high expectations although i was led to believe that we would see uh beyond good and evil and so that was kind of disappointing that but was, i guess that's that was my your friend's fault, fault. Yeah, yeah that was my friend's I, fault I, like if you told me that my hopes up. without the word confirmed i would have been like <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was everything for Ubisoft. Thank you. And remember, you can watch our other post-show of the other conferences on Linked our channel. or uh, in the same uh, podcast stream which you're in, yeah, as exactly. well as, I forgot, and <laughs> our was... weekly podcast. Exactly. So that was Gamers Plural. Signing off.